A note to our listeners. The following podcast is uncensored, explicit, and not appropriate for, well, anyone really, but especially children. Unless you're a horrible parent. In which case, hey kids. Also, if you're listening to one of our first episodes, please remember that we were just a couple of dumb guys. Always have been, and always will be. We may have said some things back then that we would not say now. Context is key, and we continue to grow and learn. However, if you hear us say something truly offensive, we're sorry. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Crimes Against Pop Culture Podcast. I'm Ricky. And I'm Jerry. Where each week we watch and discuss movies that Jerry has never seen, but really should have. And occasionally some that I've never seen, but mostly Jerry. Konnichiwa, bitches. It's May 19th, 2011, and we're back for another episode. Hi. Hi. How you guys doing today? Good, how are you? I'm good. And so we're back for another episode. Uh, we are going to introduce to you today a good friend of ours. Mr. That's why I said you guys. Use guys. Use guys. Use guys. Use, hey, use guys. Our special guest tonight is Doug McIntosh. Yay! Yay! Wow, thanks for the uh, welcome. He's the guy we thanked a couple of podcasts ago. He's our tech guru. Savior. Marketing genius, our savior. A little much, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we're going a little overboard, but we very much appreciate your help, Doug. And yes. welcome to the podcast. Welcome, Thank welcome, you for welcome. having me. No problem. This is our our officially our second guest. Yes. Because uh, Carolyn's never been on. Okay, technically. Technically. Uh, yes, technically not. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, last week in your intro, I can't tell you how uh, disturbed I was when you were talking about, oh, one of our friend's moms had a heart attack, and I was like... Oh no way! I thought you were gonna give like give a prayer request, and then you talk about Carolyn, and I'm like, wait, that's my mom. That's my mom too. <laughs> For those of you that don't know, Doug happens to be Carolyn's brother, older brother, older no brother. younger brother, younger, younger, brother. younger much brother. younger. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it was so funny. I'm sitting at home just listening, and bam, you've started feeling really bad for the <laughs> yeah, mom. Yeah, I felt that had bad for the attack. mom. I thought, oh, like maybe they're gonna do a prayer request. <laughs> Yeah, no prayers on this on this podcast. Well, we would have taken up like a you know donations or something like that, you know, a little, little nice. pledge. Well, the family appreciates maybe it. I could have, maybe I could have ordered the, her favorite flowers, which happened to be lilies. That's right, lilies. <laughs> Ricky's the only one that knew that. Her, her own children didn't know that. Okay, but to be fair, it was a lucky guess on your yeah, part. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'm just going to point that out that. for the record. What were you talking about guess? I knew. Hey, shut the hell she up. told me one day, and I remembered. Psychically. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> Not that kind of dream. Okay, go. Okay. Oh my God. You're that close. <laughs> I was about to get punched. We almost had a problem. We almost, <laughs> we almost had a situation. Uh, GTL. No, All right, uh, back to the podcast. Uh, today's podcast is you. I probably you probably already know from last week, but we're gonna watch Dark City from 1998. Oh, I love this movie. Wow, so 1998. Much. I thought it was a little bit uh, a little bit earlier than that, but it's 98. Okay, so it, this came out a year before the Matrix, because the first Matrix came out in 1999. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, it sounds about right. Okay. It came out, I happen to came out about the, the same time as the uh, 13th floor. floor. So, and I happen to know that because I saw them at a bargain theater back to back. Nice. Yeah, it was, pretty, it was pretty cool. I think what he means is he theater hopped. No, no, no. I'm kidding, it was I'm like kidding, a, it was like a, a cheap theater, so it was like two for one. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> very nice. The thirteenth floor. What's what's that about? It was really forgettable. Yeah, it was not something. That, <laughs> it was it was something kind of Matrix like or it's, whatever. It's not something we'll be watching on this episode on this it was, podcast. Uh, no, no, it won't be going on the list. We can put that on the recommended list, but it won't. It I won't don't even go. think it should go on there from the sound All of it. Right. <laughs> it, it was like it was either the thirteenth floor or Existence, one of those just movies that just. Was too trippy for its own good that didn't really pull together. Right. It tried. It tried too hard. It tried, too it hard. tried to be something that it wasn't. But this, I, I, I don't think I've ever seen this. I've seen parts of it. I, I this just, is one of those few ones that I've never. Oh, now, I've see, never I seen. thought you had seen it. Also, no, I told you I hadn't seen this. Oh, see, I misunderstood that. No, yeah, I, you no this, this, this is this is a classic, and we quote. I quote it quite often. Well, maybe and, finally we'll get these references then. Yeah, well, really only like one little bit. And the only person I quote it to is my daughter. Oh, okay. And she hates it. She's like, stop. Because her mom, her mom uh, quotes it too. Ah, so. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so this is from 1998. Uh, when it was released, it was rated R. And then oh. afterwards, there was a director's cut, which was not rated. Not, At least as far as I, I couldn't yeah, find it. Yeah, it was unrated. Oh, okay. Well, just because so. it's director's cut, so they didn't resubmit yeah, they didn't, it. Yeah, they didn't. Um, and I, when Ricky said he was getting the movie, I was like, I have to watch this with you guys because, again, I love this movie. I want to see your reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told him, get the director's cut. Okay. I've seen both many times. The director's cut isn't really a whole lot different, and, and I could be wrong, um, but the main thing is the studio wanted... The studio, when it was released theatrically, had a, a voiceover that kind of gave away a lot of plot points. Mm. So the uh, director's cut removes that, and I think it makes it a much better film. Mm. Yeah, you guessing a little bit more because through yeah. my through my research, I found that a lot of the uh, like a lot of the diehard fans of the movie, when they would rewatch it, they would actually mute it at the beginning. They would mute the the intro, the voiceover. The voiceover. Interesting. There's a certain point they start watching it where they would. They knew that it was kind of their, their cue to turn the to turn the um, the sound back the up. The sound back up. I thought this was going to be another one of those uh, another case as uh, similar to Saturday Night Fever, where it was initially rated R and then they like cut it and re-released it and <laughs> no. then it was rated G. No, no, no. This is actually it okay. wasn't. It, there was no rating for this. Awesome. That makes it better. <laughs> well, we'll see. I like unrated stuff. So, um, the director for this movie was uh, Alex Proyas, who is known for iRobot, The Crow, Knowing. Uh, there's a bunch of other movies. I don't that... know that he's really known for, well, for knowing. <laughs> I think he'd probably be, rather be forgotten for knowing. Was it really that bad? It looked good for the trailers. Oh, it was, I've never it was seen bad. It. Oh, okay. But, oh man, I just... The Crow, and then to follow it up with Dark City is just seen... awesome. I've seen parts of The Crow. Parts? I think that's yeah. in our, on our, on our list. Oh, it is. That's a good movie. It All is. Right. No, it's, it's, a good it's, movie. it's amazing. Yeah. So, And then I was so excited for his uh, follow-up movie to this, and... It was this thing called Garage Days, and all I knew was a name because I don't even think we really, I really had we had IMDb back then, mm-hmm. back in the old days, back <laughs> in the of, old days. What? Of years ago. <laughs> what? There yeah. was no internet back in the day. No, I, I had we had internet, internet in '99, yeah. but it was probably AOL dial-up. But uh, what's AOL? I was so excited for his follow-up, and then it turned out to be this little independent Australian movie called Garage Days about some garage band, and I was really disappointed. Oh. And so then, it had nothing to do with this. No, I was really hoping for another something on this scale because it's 
it's a big scale. Now, was this movie, was it made to, like, does it end at, you know, at, at the ending, does it leave it open for a second part? A sequel? Not really, no. Okay. okay. I guess, I mean, you could make a sequel to anything you wanted, but True. it's not, it doesn't end on a cliffhanger or anything okay. like that. I think it, it wraps up pretty nicely. Okay. So, it doesn't give you all the answers, mm-hmm. but it leaves you with a, a good sense that things are going to happen. What things are. So, but I think you, I think you see where it's going to go. Right on. But, and, uh, there's Rufus Sewell. Which is the name you guys couldn't remember last Ooh, week? Yeah, that's the guy we couldn't remember. So, and he was from Eleventh Hour. Yeah, he's from that his... TV show, The Eleventh Hour, and he, then was... he was the uh, Dick Black Knight in uh, A Knight's Tale. Oh, that's right. You've been weighed. You've been. You've what? watched A Knight's Tale. You've never seen A Knight's Tale. What are you talking about? It's a great movie. Look, they do the whole Queen, we will rock you thing in medieval England. They, it's The whole movie is Come made with on. modern music. That yeah. was kind of a fun twist on it. I, fun. You say fun, I say ridiculous. <laughs> well, I know, I mean, that might I have mean, to go on the list. Ah, man. <laughs> might have to boycott that podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, Jerry, you have no veto power. Damn it! <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> well, no, I'm not saying boycotting it, uh, putting it on the list. I just won't be here. <gasps> just kidding. How dare you? I'm just kidding. Okay, so, like I said, the director was uh, Alex Proyas, who also was one of the uh, co-writers, along with La... Learn Dobbs and David S. Goyer. I don't know what they're known for, or what their other projects are. Um, this movie also stars, like we, like Doug said, it was Rufus Sewell. Sewell. Sewell or Sewell? I think it's Sewell. Sewell. We also have uh, William Hurt, Kiefer Sutherland, and Jennifer Connelly. Ha, ha, ha. Exactly. Uh, wow. And especially, I'm sure at this time, she was in her prime. Because and, and, you sent me the trailer. Don't you so ever doubt that she's never going to be in no, her no, prime? No, no, she's still forever, pretty. Always. <laughs> wow. She, uh, we have a diehard Jennifer Connelly I mean, in our midst. she's always going to be she will. She's beautiful now and always will be. Always and forever. But, um, but uh, I'm sure, you know, I saw the trailer that you sent me and, and she is in particularly hot. Smoking. Yes. <laughs> so in this movie, I went through the cast, the the list, the cast list, and I didn't really find anyone that I kind of recognized. Other than the, yeah, the big names any notables? Yeah. Normally we have some people that you're like, whoa, she, that was in this. They, I didn't find anyone on this one. It was so. uh, Melissa George's movie debut. Okay. I saw that in the, in the fun notes and the fun facts, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know who that Did is. Did you ever see Turistas? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. She does an incredible bikini change in that one. <laughs> And uh, ah. someone's been on Mr. Skin. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I saw the movie. And then I think she was on Alias also. Never watched the Alias. Another show that I've never seen. I've never seen it either. But I heard it's good and then it sucks. Yeah, I don't There's know. problems that they had with it, but. Wait, yeah, wait, know. a J.J. Abrams show that was good <laughs> Starts and Starts on and, and sucks? What? That's not the J.J. Abrams I know. <laughs> there must be another J.J. Abrams out there that we don't know about. <laughs> So this movie, uh, for its opening weekend, actually didn't do all that well. Um, it only made uh, $5.5 million. It didn't really gross all that much. Yeah, I don't remember it being like a huge blockbuster or anything. Like I remember that. I remember seeing, seeing trailers for yeah. it. Maybe it came out, but I, I, don't, do too. I don't remember watching it. Yeah, it, it never seemed like it was like everyone was talking about it. and You know what I mean? So that's why I think I saw the trailer and it fell off my radar because... I, I didn't really see anything. I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking the same thing. Because even when I I saw it, it was I saw it at the bargain theater, even though I had wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm looking at 
cheating. I'm cheating. Don't tell. He's but I'm looking. I'm, uh, I'm looking over Ricky's shoulder at his uh, fun facts, and this explained everything. Read it. Read it right there, Ricky. This movie was released alongside Titanic. Oh, come on. But remember, <laughs> you have to remember, though, Titanic didn't open all that great either. Titanic took a long time for it to actually start making the money that it made. Really? It didn't, it didn't make its money, like, overnight. It didn't come out and was, like, a, this blockbuster hit. It was word of mouth that kept Titanic going. I didn't realize But I think, I, I think even though it didn't make its money in the first couple weekends, I think over time, over time it overshadowed. Titanic stayed in theaters longer and Dark City just kind of went under the radar and just got, got overshadowed by, yeah. by the massive Titanic. Yeah. I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let I'll go. I'll never let go. <laughs> Sorry, we, uh, we love Titanic. <laughs> it's our guilty pleasure. Come back. <laughs> uh, I think this... what to say to that. This uh, the movie in the in the U.S. It, it only grossed fourteen million, and then worldwide um, it grossed twenty seven million. So it wow, wasn't a big, low. it wasn't a blockbuster. That sucks because from what you've been telling me, it's so so good. You might hate it. I might. I think but it's I got like a, it's got like a seven point five on IMDb out of ten. Yeah, That's and I don't know what the Rotten Tomato score was. I didn't look that up. I could look it up right now if you well, wanted to. We could all look it up. We could, <laughs> well, I can. My computer's on the other side of the room. Loser. Shut up. <laughs> so another um, kind of cool thing about this movie is that Roger Ebert actually loved this movie. Uh, this movie has a 75% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. FYI. That's not bad. That's a bad No, not a bad That's at all. A, it goes along with the 7.5 that IMDb gives it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Roger Ebert gushed on this movie. Dude. Really? He loved this movie. Um, he even made a. He even recorded an audio track on the DVD version of the movie. I don't. I think it's it's still in the um, in the Blu-ray mm-hmm. in the director's cut, director's version. He loved it that much. I he was like, I got to be on the DVD. Yeah, I mean, That's he compared nice. it to Metropolis and all other That's like really two thousand one, uh, two thousand one, just Odyssey. incredible, wow. stunning movies. Wow, so, cool. really. I mean, this movie visually is so amazing. I love. I mean, I just really love everything about it. Right on. I can't wait to see I'm really looking movie. forward to this. Uh, just a couple more facts. Um, for any of you film buffs out there, any of you who, any, any of you who like, are thinking of making movies or kind of know the lingo, the lingo for making movies, um, I didn't get the stupid term that they called it, but this movie has the most cuts that, than any other movie ever. It's yeah, like got a smash cut. Cuts. <laughs> it's got a cut every almost every two seconds. Oh, one point, cutting from one scene to another. 1.8 to be exact. Every 1.8 seconds, there's a cut. Wow. Oh, average shot length. ASL. ASL, that's what it was. Forgot to write that down. And the, the internet wonderful? <laughs> Just don't confuse that with ATM. <laughs> I know you the clerks, it's too. It's never okay to go ATM. <laughs> Sometimes. 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 <laughs> if you love that person, it's okay. But. <laughs> I'm sorry. If any of you out there don't know what that is, look it up. Don't go, look it up. Go to Urban Dictionary. And look, no, no, look it up. Clerks. Don't look it up. Look up Clerks and Clerks, clerks too. too. Both. Oh, man. And my last little fun fact here that I, that I kind of um, was reading over in, in the IMDb, because everything I guess from IMDb, um, the character named Daniel Schreber, Schreber who was played by um, Kiefer Sutherland, uh, is, was, an actual, was an actual man, an actual living man. Mm-hmm. He wrote this book called The Memoirs of Mr. of My Nervous Illness. Uh, and he was actually institutionalized for schizophrenia. Oh, wow. But the book that he wrote, that's not the, the, the 
kind of creepier part or the interesting part is that the book that he wrote kind of became a standard for psychiatrists and psychologists and kind of gave Freud and, and Jung. Carl Jung. It, they based their theories off of that book. So the crazy person advanced <laughs> psychology through being crazy by writing the book. Through experience, it. I would assume. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, kind of crazy. And so the, the Kiefer Sutherland's character is named, after, named after that. Mr. That guy. Crazy Thing. So right on. I didn't really pull out any other ones just because I didn't want to be spoiler. I didn't want to have to spoil anything because I know, and I thought about it. Oh, I got a fun week. fact. Oh, here we go. Um, there's a character named Mr. Hand in this. Uh, not the same one as Fast Times, but there's a character named Mr. I, Hand who I was, was South Park actually. Oh, and it was uh, the role was actually written for Richard O'Brien, who. Come on. Quizzical look from me. I don't know Richard O'Brien. Do you know Richard O'Brien? No. Okay. Now, for all of you that are screaming, Riff Raff, yeah, it's Riff Raff oh, Riff from Raff Rocky. from Hook. No, wait, from what? From Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, and I've never seen that. Oh. <laughs> Fail. But that, that you can't watch here. You know what would be fun? That, that could be your first show on the road. I don't and actually know. go see it out on a cast. I don't know. I've heard some, some bad things about virgins at Rocky Horror Picture Shows and how, they, how they're treated. We'll just lie. We'll say we've been there before. They, they know. I was told that they 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 can we'll smell ask the you. experts. We'll be like, what and do they, they ask know. you? <laughs> what do we do? What's the answer for the like, <laughs> To not look like virgins. Okay, so Riff Raff from Rocky Horror Picture Show, which uh, yeah, so he, the actor. role was written for him, and and he, he's 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 not in awesome this. in it. Okay, so he isn't. Oh yeah. Him. Okay, gotcha. So all right. Yay! Fun fact. Thank you, Doug. <laughs> It's for that info, Doug. So a little change, of, a little change in the way we're doing the format from now on. Um, I did realize that I kind of spoiled a few things for you during when we watched when we were watching True Lies with oh, I the don't whole. Care. Yeah, I know, but it, it's yeah, it kind of takes away from a little from, a little bit from the experience of the movie, especially since you've never seen it. But maybe. But so I think from now on is I'll choose my facts a little more carefully, and if anything kind of spoilerish comes up, I'll I'll save that for the. For the after party. Party over here. Party, party over, over there. there. Alright. So let's uh we're gonna go away for now. We're gonna watch the movie, then we'll be back, and then we will discuss. Alright. And find out what Jerry thinks of the movie. And on this occasion, what I think of the movie, because I've never seen it either. Because I suck. <laughs> Alright. But just so allegedly. 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 <laughs> oh, they ain't no allegedly about that. That's factual. That's fact. We'll be back. And we're back. Awesome, 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 awesome. Glad you guys liked it. I was blown away. That was a freaky-ass movie. It was. Now, uh, how do you talk about it without spoiling it? Or you just give a major spoiler alert right now? We spoil every movie. we spoil So We figure most of the people that are listening to this have probably already seen these movies. Okay, cool. If you haven't, spoiler, stop spoiler. listening and go watch it. Spoiler, spoiler. And then come back and listen. Spoiler. Is, yeah, we're going to spoil everything. Spoiler. We're, we're, we don't hold back. Spoiler, spoiler. alert. Spoiler oh, alert. Spoiler alert. But you can stop it now. <laughs> um, spoiler alert. All I can say is, fuck the Wachowski brothers, because this was The Matrix. They stole everything from here. No, the but Matrix. The Matrix was the first. Matrix came out first. No, it didn't. This is, if this was in 1998, I know for a fact The Matrix came out in 99. Oh, that's oh. right. You said 99. I thought you said for mm-hmm. something. I thought you said 93. Yep. So, I mean, geez, it just, just about everything. John Murdoch is like Neo. 
Well, he's the reluctant hero, you he's know. He's a reluctant I mean, he's, hero. And he's, he's Luke Skywalker. He's yeah. whoever. I mean, he's he's the, the well, hero's journey. I mean, but even even more so than yeah. Okay, he's the chosen one, like like Luke Skywalker. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the the freaks, you know, the aliens or whatever. They're like the agents. Uh, it's a yeah. made up world. Your memories aren't your own. You know that whole thing. Fuck the yeah, but I, no, but I mean, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> no, but I'm just it, kidding. I'm kidding. No, 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 no. But I mean, in, in the same. It, with you saying that that they took everything from from this movie, I mean, you could say the same thing about Star Wars taking it from other movies and taking it from from Shakespeare. Well, Shakespeare, he's he's. I don't think he was completely original either. He, I mean, he put his oh, polish on it. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Oh, Shakespeare. I see. You know. I yeah, mean, yeah. Well, he drew from Greek and Roman mythology, right? Of so, yeah. you know, no, definitely. It's just I mean, a matter of how you put your polish on it, right? But and it's also how it's also like when you've seen these things, like. Someone who saw Dark City and then saw Matrix would have been like, what the fuck? Right. But someone who hadn't seen Dark City as, I'm not going like to say me. as unpopular as it was, but as unwatched as it was. Right. Someone that saw Matrix would have been like, Matrix is, awesome. is freaking yeah. awesome. That was me. But not knowing anything about Dark City. That was me. So. Yeah, we get it, Jerry. You said that was me like five times already. Yeah, that was me. We get it. <laughs> He's the anti-shaggy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is, it, it was... Wow. Now, like, visually, what did you think? Oh, loved it. I mean, it's, you could tell that, that, the, that the CGI is, is dated. I mean, you can, you can tell where, like, where you're like, oh, it's kind of old. But, I mean, still, for, the, for, I, for 98. I, oh, I, I wasn't even talking about, like, like the CGI stuff. You're talking about, I like, was the, talking about the like, mood? The mood, the colors, because, you know, Dark City. Or so like it's, it's all at night and it's indoors. But mm-hmm. for, for a dark movie... It's so, like, the colors that are there are so vivid, vivid. so bright, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just, the lighting is just Excellent. dead yeah, on. It's, it's awesome. The wardrobe Amazing. was awesome, too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just 1940s all over again, and they're walking around with their coats and their hats. Hats, coats, You're like, suits and ties. Remember when guys used to wear hats? That nice cool. shoes, yeah, shined leather shoes. So, And yeah. just that, that opening scene. Opening scene with that light that's just moving back and forth across that green tile, mm-hmm. and then he's in the bathtub. Yeah, and just sitting there, and then you see, yeah, yeah. Just, just, the film noir aspect of it was was unbelievable. It was very, um, I like. It. I take it as if the director and everything, everyone, you know, did it as an homage to all those old film noir movies. Those yeah, movies. definitely. So, so I mean, and it was very, very well done. All the anachronisms and, are in there, you know, yeah. on purpose. So it's just like. I mean, some of it was almost steampunk. In some I was going to say that, yeah. I you know, steampunk's a little more like future or whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, it was... God, I just dig that movie. No, and, and yeah, you're right. There there was very... There was a lot of steampunk aspects to it. You know, prior... I'm sure prior to the, the term steampunk being something that is known. Yeah. So, but... um I mean, great. The, the the way they... And you were right about the theatrical release versus the director's cut. Guys out there, listen. Get the DVD with the director's cut and, and watch that because it is by far, by far a better movie without the voiceover in, uh, at the beginning. Well, I mean, you really can't compare the two. I mean, the, the, the director's cut is what, like 15 minutes longer? Yeah, or, I mean, there's some other things. There's some, like, other, I some think, changes from the original. Yeah, and I... I it's so been so long since I've seen the original one now. I can't remember kind of what's been added and what's been, not. Yeah. Um, so Jennifer Connelly, like that second song that mm-hmm. she's singing, that's a lot longer in this one, I'm pretty sure. 
Um, there's some other things, but but, but the I main was, the main thing is the the voiceover. The voiceover, yeah, that that because we actually went back and started watching the movie and the theatrical release with the voiceover, and it gives it too just, much away. It gives way too much away, and I like the director's cut because even though way, we're doing the same thing now, but I'm saying, but <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> hey, we already gave a spoiler alert, but. What I mean is that without the voiceover and the way the movie starts in the director's cut, it's nice how the story unravels from there. Right. And then, you know, you're... you're Round and round and round she goes. (laughs) But it's almost like it's... I mean, the studios, like, okay, if people didn't... If they thought that people were going to get it, did they test the movie beforehand? Did they they preview it? I mean, because... Remember, studios think that people are dumb. (sighs) And, and I know because a lot of us are. Which for the most part, yeah. Yeah. Are. You know, um, one of the things that they added, I don't know. So, I don't know. I mean, do you, for people who decided that they're not going to watch it and forego the spoilers, you'd want to give like a little synopsis really quickly about the movie or sure or whatnot? Because then, uh, look, I put an or whatnot for Kevin Smith right there. <laughs> he doesn't like the or whatnot? No, he says it all the time. He says it all the time. Okay. I don't particularly care for the whatnot. That's my personal thing. He also but... says, mwah, 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 mwah. <laughs> and I know you like that. Oh, I, yeah. do, I do like that. I love that. Um, shall I? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So uh, essentially, we're following the story of a character named John Murdoch, and it turns out that he is a gifted individual who a certain doctor has singled out. Because he has started developing abilities, right? That mm-hmm. an alien race that is imprisoning a group of humans, basically in this huge floating city out in space, um, they have him imprisoned and they're performing experiments, experiments on them because the aliens want to figure out what makes humans tick, to make themselves more human because their race is dying because they're not human enough, I guess. They... they they don't have any memories. They don't have a soul. And the soul is the real focus of their experiments. They want to figure out the human soul and make it part of the, their own collective so that their race will survive. Um, so the doctor singles out this, this individual, John Murdoch, because he's developing all these abilities that the aliens have, such as the tuning, which is... Or is it tuning? Tuning. Tuning. Um, which is basically you're able to create stuff and make things happen out of sheer will. Um, and then, um, the tuning, no, the tuning, sorry. And then the imprinting, what, what was the difference between the tuning and imprinting? Well, the tuning is, the tuning is what the, the actual powers, the, uh, the others, you know, the other people do with their, it's, um, think of the tuning as telekinesis, telekinetic powers. Okay. And then the imprints are what the doctor created. The memories. And that was, that was his, right, his memories to help figure out the soul. So right. figuring out if. If they implanted somebody with memories that were not their own, now that they had those memories, would they act that way or would their soul take over? And you know, so you take a good person, you put bad memories in them. Does he become the bad person, or yeah. will he? Does or he the go good, back? Does he the to good what he was before? Prevail. Right. So, which is what they tried to do with John right, Murdoch, right? So to begin, right, because he was a good person, and they imprinted a murderer's memories into him, um, and he uh, ended up. Resisting, resisting the experiment, resisted. resisting the imprinting, and going reverting back to his good, good uh, uh, person, original state. So uh, we're basically following his journey of discovery as to who he is, what he can do, and he essentially f- frees the group of humans. That Yay! Are being Yay! 
So, and my big question at the end of the movie was, and I think this is what you were talking about it leaving it open for a sequel is, I mean, maybe, maybe or maybe not, but my big question was, um, where exactly are they? Are like, are they near Earth or are they very, very far away? Well, that's where we didn't and really tell for John... people, and that was one of the things I was going to say is, I mean, you kind of said that, but it starts off that it's basically the way the look of the movie it looks like it's nineteen forties New York, mm-hmm. and as it progresses, you realize something's something's afoot here, and then you figure out there there's aliens, and then there's the reveal that they're on some platform in outer space. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things I was want to get back to. That's how we got to this whole point was uh, you were talking about test audiences and test audience had a problem with them floating in space. Why wouldn't they get thrown off of this, the vacuum of space? And really? so, so that, so remember when, when something went outside, you saw that force field Yeah, yeah. that was added after to um, satisfy a lot of audience requests. Cause oh. otherwise they were saying that it was, it didn't make any sense, right? But see, that's physics. not to see, uh, and that's not the. Uh, I don't think that's the audience being stupid. That's the audience being observed. Oh, that on that part, definitely, and questioning things. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. No, definitely not. So that's what I think is cool. So they definitely did screen it. They took to different places ah. and, and stuff. So, but you were saying you were trying to get to the end of the movie. Well, and I and um, you're right. Where are they? Where exactly when are, are they? they? Are they when? Exi- yeah, yeah, exactly when because. The, the, at some point, it's explained that um, the the imprinting has you know their the whole experiments are based around human memories, and uh, the memories are used to you know they switch them back and forth between different people to arrive at possibly getting at the, the basis of the soul. But um, what was I going to say with that? <laughs> uh, what was I? You're talking about the end. When where where are they? You know where when are they? Earth? When yes. Oh, Earth. so yeah. So the the whole city was. An amalgamation of different eras, and I guess the over overpowering or I guess the, the average era mm-hmm. was uh, sometime in the forties. Um, and it's um, so my, my I guess my big question at the end of the movie was uh, when and where exactly are they? Are they near Earth? And would John Murdoch be able to get everyone back to Earth? Oh, has got the power. I, you know, it's funny. I never even thought power. of that. I just figured he's got phenomenal cosmic power and. A little teeny living space, and he can uh, <laughs> he can kind of do whatever he wants with this world that now yeah. that he's taken over. Because that's you know? that's kind of where I was. That's kind of where I was kind of leaving my train of thought was okay. He's got the phenomenal cosmic powers. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He can take them wherever he wants. But does he really want to take them back to Earth? Does everyone really have to find out what's been going on? Can it, it be would, just, it would can fuck it, with a it, lot it of almost, people's minds. It almost seems like they left it to where it was, okay, John Murdoch knows the whole story, and the doctor knows the whole story. But other than that, no one really knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So then, my train of thought was going to where, well, then just leave it alone. You mm-hmm. created the beast, you know, the, the shell beach, where, which is his Paradise. destination. His, that's where he wanted to be, and right. you created it. So why mess with anyone else's... Well being. Well, yeah. So, if they're if they're living their life and they're if they can get on with how where where they left off, then why mess with it? Why even worry about going back or finding out where they're at? On a personal level, that kind of bothers me because it almost seems like, it almost seems like yeah, they're kind of free, but they're still kind of imprisoned. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they're not completely free. And that kind of that kind that might that might even be the whole point of the story. Was well, like, yeah, I mean that's oh, okay. part of it, and then I think. The other part of the end, remember, they're, they're searching for the soul. So John's 
big love interest, she gets her mind erased and they meet up. So, mm -hmm. again, now is it the memories or is it the soul? You know, mm -hmm. so when he meets her at the end and they start talking, so you kind of think these are two different people now, mm -hmm. but is her soul going to take over to where they're really meant to be? So true... You know, or will her memories from before try to kick... Kick in. So, I mean, so I think that's a lot of where they wanted you to go to at the yeah. end, yeah. which still brought into that whole, is it your, you know, soul or is it your experience? Right. So, um, yeah, so I guess the, the big the big question of the that the movie poses is, what makes us human? Is it our memories or the soul? Or are the memories a product of the soul? Or are the, is the soul a product of our memory? Um, shoot, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I keep, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought very easily right now. You no, but you, you, uh, you, you were alluding to trying to figure out what the answers were to where, where they were in time or where they were, I guess, physically in the galaxy. Oh, uh, that's what I was going to ask. Um, are we led to believe, I guess, I, I, I'm going to guess here, that we're led to believe at the end of the movie that the alien race has died off. That they've, they've yeah, basically yeah, been yeah, destroyed. I mean I, 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 I mean, I don't know. I guess there I mean, could be some I, more assuming, hiding down there, but I mean, you would assume that. Okay, you know, we know that they were dying. Right. We know that they were on the verge of extinction. Extinction. And with the climax of the film, it seems right, like they're but you just don't, being laid to I waste. mean, it's not like he destroys everything. everything. Right. I mean, he obviously keeps everything relatively. So that's intact. where the crappy sequel would have come from. See, one one alien crawls out of space, or <laughs> the hand, or the hand rumble. The hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. No, no, I'm so they, glad they didn't. As they're walking away on the pier, the hand bursts through the wood right. and grabs him by the leg, and then it ends. <laughs> so, but, I mean, in the right hands, even if it hadn't been the right director, in the right hands of a good director and with good writers, it might have been a good... There might have well, been yeah, potential definitely. I mean, for I a could see, I could see, because then you, you've got his struggle on doing what he thinks is right, whether right. it's actually trying to get them home, which could be... You know, it could be it could be the year twenty one hundred. Things completely different. These people, you know, when they get back, which you don't know, it would just it would screw minds. their minds that way. Yeah. So they wouldn't be able to assimilate, right? Because assimilate. they have no idea when when or when or where they're at. Or does he again, like you said, does he just keep it? Try to keep it status quo for these people, mm -hmm. which, that was, which at that plus, point they're really not free because they're exactly. living in that, they're living in the and plus original can, matrix before the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and OG plus, Matrix. I think another aspect of the, of the if, if there would have been a sequel, I think another aspect could have been his personal struggle with like Trying this godlike complex or godlike mm -hmm. status versus staying human. Because he's got it, all kinds. How to keep of it real? Them. You could even you yeah. Could, how to keep it real? Exactly. <laughs> you could even explore the, the. You could even go towards like lean, go towards like. Um, does the Earth even exist anymore? Yeah, we, yeah, don't, know. we don't know. I mean, yeah, could very well not exist anymore. And this so, is like the last of the human race. Yeah, you don't know because I mean, all, all all they say, all the doctor knows when he tells them is that the the alien the creatures off. are dying, mm -hmm. and so they've taken us, taken us from where? Well, I, I don't know anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, but I, so. see, I like that though because then it's up to you as, as the viewer to say, okay, well, this is what I think. I mm -hmm. think that the you know that it's it's still 1940s or somewhere on that era, and they're just maybe behind the moon or something. Right. Whereas someone else could be like, oh, well, no, everything's decimated, everything's destroyed, there's no earth doesn't mm -hmm. exist, and there are millions of, of, of years ahead of, you know, where right. they were before. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, I kind of think they got plucked in the 40s, 
and then they've been experimenting on them over and over mm. and over again. Yeah, because they so so where time basically relatively stays still in in our dark city to where the rest of the the universe continues to age. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, because he even tells them at one point. The doctor tells um, Murdoch. He tells him he's like you you've already lived several lifetimes. Like you've already you've already gone through this several times. Like this isn't your first. Yeah, and I don't necessarily when when he talks about lifetimes there. I think it means more personalities, mm -hmm. yeah, as yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to two ages of, of of lifespan, like so. actually different memories, like the time he switched minds. So, so the the as a, the memories John Murdoch had as a child on Shell Beach, growing up on Shell Beach, those were the most current ones. Those were those were fake, but they were All the fake. most okay. They were the, the most, most recent fake. Yeah. Okay. So all right, and and then so the doctor inserted himself into those memories so that he could in that way teach him yes how to right. be like that's what the that, every, time, every time they would cut yeah. away and would come back I or whatever exactly <laughs> but you would think show me you're, you're supposed to you're supposed to I guess bridge, bridge the gap into thinking that every time he gets a little older it's been that many years for him that he was learning all those you know he's been learning his kung fu mm -hmm. so it's not just it wasn't it, it did happen in a matter of seconds but in the memories, it took a lifetime to like. So he was able to master right. it. Right. So it wasn't just. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. The whole movie's pretty crazy. That's it's it's a, oh it's a trip. Okay, something I want to get back to. I mentioned this was the movie debut of Melissa George. Oh And you God. were kind of like, "Who's that?" Yeah. <laughs> and um, big fans. Yum. Absolutely. I even typed it on my little notes here. Melissa George. Exclamation oh, point. Hi thumb. One thumb up. <laughs> hi thumb. Uh, what? Yeah, where's your, three where's, thumbs your up. where's your other hand? <laughs> I uh, give it three thumbs up. I gave it two thumbs up and a mushroom. Uh, can I just say, and I know this is going to be a completely ridiculous statement, but uh, please, Kiefer was no Jack Bauer in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, he's, no. he's but it's a testament to his acting ability that he can play all these different types of characters. Did he really play it? I mean, I look if if I was to pick, what's the weakest part of the movie? It had to be him. It would be him. Really? Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Why? he he plays like Igor, you know. I mean, I understand yeah. he's he's the scientist, and you know they kind of show, and, and I think they kind of show where he got beat down by the aliens, and he's doing what he needed to do to survive. He was broken, he was broken mm -hmm. but just like that whole manner of speech was, yes, master. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was so. I mean, it was it was you know it, it was, was a takeoff, and, and so I understand that you know they need to show him meek. And submissive, but it was kind of forced and a bit overdone and, and a little yeah. creepy, a little way creepy. Yeah, Dude, those freaks. Oh, one of the things I noticed um, that I wanted to bring up was that it was very nice of the freaks not to kill everyone when they put them to sleep. It just happened. It just seemed like because at midnight everyone was kind of shut down, shut it down, shut it down, shut it down, and so everything stops. Right. But I mean, well, that's a good in thing. Dark everything, City, everything stops, even vehicles and stuff. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like in Dark City, the people are living their lives, blah blah. blah. But some, the people are driving cars. There are bus drivers driving buses. There are people, I don't know, uh, doing whatever, crossing the street or whatever. Right. And then all of a sudden, you know, when midnight hits, everything stops. But the cars roll to a stop very gently. I everyone that falls asleep kind of either you know falls on someone or on. They, if they do fall on the ground, they don't hurt themselves. <laughs> I, I I think I would attribute that to the tuning. 
Yeah. Because they, okay. they, they change things at will, I'm assuming that they can, like, okay. Just slow everything yeah, down. Yeah, slow everything down, kind of make them fall, like, okay, like, no one's going to get hurt. Yeah. Sleep. And no. they are the, the subjects of the experiment. No. And you they, have no idea how much my daughter loved hearing that when it was her nap time. Sleep. You, her mom and I, we still do that to her. We all, sleep. <laughs> she's like, enough already. And now she's 17 and she's like, right. Kind of over this. She's going to be like, a lot over this. She's going to be like, dad, I'm 40. I have three of my own kids. By the way, Ricky, fuck you and the clicking of the teeth throughout the whole movie. You're a jerk off. <laughs> I hate you. Well, it was to simulate the uh, yeah. I wanted you to get alien. I wanted you to get surround sound. I didn't need the surround sound. It was freaking me out, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Jerry's not gonna sleep tonight. Speaking, I'm gonna call him up on the phone. <laughs> Kill him! No, I was gonna say that wasn't my next point. Oh god, Dude, that, that little, little kid. kid. Oh man, oh, Mr. Mr. Sleep is fucking badass. Is that was that him? Was that I th- well, Mr. Sleep? Sleep was the little one that was walking around the whole time, and so I think it was the same. Damn. I was like, oh my god. Dude, he was freaky as hell. Oh, Mr. Sleep, when he's walking, at one point, Mr. Sleep, who's like a little eight year old, bald, creepy looking thing. Sharp ass teeth. And the sharp ass teeth, and then he's walking down this dark hallway and he's scraping this knife against the. Just the, the knife cement. point yeah, is dra- being dragged across the, the brick oh, wall. I remember that from the preview, and I was like, oh yeah. I remember seeing that in yes, the preview, and I was just I'm like. In. Dude. The only thing I remember from from the previews was that the the when he's on the wheel, mm-hmm. and he and he all of a sudden he well, that I, was like, I didn't know. that was the original like I don't know what the cover is now but that's the DVD cover. yeah that's, that's but what I, I you know I again I really had no idea that it was sci-fi mm-hmm. you know I thought it was more murder mystery or something not you know you knew there was something going on and I don't know more fantasy as mm. opposed to sci-fi because I kind of thought the the creatures were more maybe. Demons. demons or something like okay. that. I don't, you and can't so, even tell that they're like demons or anything. You just—I figured they were just like. I, at first, I didn't cult members or something. Yeah. You know, I, I really—it was that was one of the reasons I was like, I don't want you to read any more into it when right. you guys invited me and it's like, have you seen this? I know I'm like, you're allowed to watch the trailer and that's it. <laughs> that's cause, it. Cause yeah, and I explained to you that he doesn't—he doesn't do any research. He doesn't know how to read. read. <laughs> that's right. Um, I don't know how to read. No, I, I, I purposefully didn't didn't. Look yeah, well, at it. I was glad. Yeah, I I, well, I, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't mind being spoiled, really. Mm-hmm. But if I can avoid it, I will. I, I try. I, that's why I try to do everything, like separately. I don't. I don't ask you to like go into anything beforehand. You know, I kind of ruined a couple of things last week with True Lies. Uh, but yeah, but True Lies. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but, think, but he's, he's like, like, wait, there's gonna be a strip tease. <laughs> I was like, come on. Yeah. No. After I listened to it when I was when I was editing it, I was like, yeah, that was kind of stupid. Yeah. I didn't mind. <laughs> so mea culpa. Uh, let's see. Do I have any? What else do your notes say? I love the oh Billy scene. That was awesome. <laughs> Dude, okay, <laughs> is it just me or is this every prison scene where there's a a glass barrier between them? Do you have to put your hand on the freaking glass? Oh yeah, every single time. Every oh, time they're doing it now. Well, Hand or <laughs> hand or nipple. I mean, whatever you're watching. Yeah, but that that old Billy comes from from uh, the cable guy. Well, but it's a reference to an older movie, right? But that's that's where I don't know. That's where I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're saying. But I mean, every single movie you see, whether it's a black, uh, no, oh sorry, yeah, they always they always put their hands. They're I, in prison. I, yeah, I think it's by law. I think I think there's a law that you have to have this. Next hands. next one that makes a movie about in jail, just don't. 
I like the hand against the hand on the glass, you know, and then the the prisoner puts the hand on the glass but looks away and then kind of walks away because he's being led away back into his cell. And he just lets his hand slide down the glass as he's walking away. <laughs> wow. Oh man. It was kind of funny that no one really seemed to question the weird shit. I mean, obviously we know why now, but like the cops when when uh, Murdoch broke the glass with just his touch, you know, and then he, they just came in and they're like, "All right, well, we're gonna lead you back to your cell now." Here we <laughs> just go. Quietly, go just like, okay, yeah, we know the glass is gone, but uh, here we go. <laughs> we'll have, we'll have the uh, the strangers fix that. And then fucking Ricky, when we saw when we saw Jennifer Connelly's tag at the end of the movie and said Anna, we both said. Anna, at the same time. That's a Kevin and Bean reference, guys. Sorry. Uh, that was funny. That uh, And then uh, at, uh, one more thing at the very end when uh, they're on the pier and he asks her where Shell Beach is and she goes, oh, it's right over there. And I said, oh, it's just how I imagined it. <laughs> Since he made it with his mind, yes. <laughs> we get it, Jerry. Yes, Jerry. It wasn't funny the first time you said it. Oh, it shut up because you time. laughed. When do we get to Carolinisms? Not yet. Not patience, yet? Oh, I can't wait. Patience, I can't wait. I got patience. one. So I got one for the week. That's all I have. That's all you have? That's all I have for the Well, city. I guess that's it for now. Um, well, you usually have your plug. Yes. Uh, visit us. Visit uh, us, I guess. Um, no. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Visit me on geekswhodrink.com. Selfish. Uh, well, you're not on there. Um, I am a quiz master with our weekly pub quizzes that we do. Mine happens to be at Dirty Nellie's in Costa Mesa. Um, if you look on geeksudrink.com at the venues and look up Costa Mesa, you'll see Dirty Nellie's on there. And you'll get all the information about our quiz, which is Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Anyone local listening to this, stop on by. Have a good time. We would love to have you. And now... <laughs> uh, I don't get to my plug. Okay. Oh, do you have plugs? Sure. What's your plug? Oh, thechive.com. <laughs> Learn it, live it, love it. Big fan. Chive on. Especially Wednesdays, hump day. Oh, Tuesdays. Every day. The chive. <laughs> if you don't know it, go find it. Oh, it's hot girls and funny stuff. I'm going to have to look it's this up now. the best website. Probably the best website on the internet. Ever? Besides geeksudrink.com. Oh, it's Oh, God. Oh. Now, you've, you've got the best pub quiz, <laughs> but... Thank you. All right. I'm just kidding. Uh, the best website ever, of course, is crimesagainstpopculture.com. Gosh. What are you, dumb? <laughs> and now we do... Whoa, whoa, wait, hold on. Uh, our fuckometer. What? Oh. Our fuckometer. Oh, that's right. This week's fuckometer. This week's fuckometer. A is big a, fat goose egg. A big fat zero. <laughs> but there was two and a half titties. <laughs> two and a half titties indeed. All right. Because it almost kind of covered like with blood. And One was covered and then the other was cut. That's just half awesome. Off. Yeah, but like, for, you guys, for you guys listening out there, you know how we mentioned Melissa George? Uh, she gets naked in this. So if for no other reason, <laughs> rent this movie just to see that. Not full frontal. You see her butt and you see her boobs. Yeah, that's good enough for me. That's about it. That's good enough for me.
Let's so, make it. No fucks in this movie at all. At all. So the fuckometer is at zero today. So we've been declining. <laughs> and now we're at, we're we're at, at as peak. low as it's going to get. <laughs> and actually, by um, a suggestion here by Doug, that I actually went online as we were watching the movie. I went on to Amazon, Amazon.com and yes. I got us two clickers. Yay. <laughs> so they should be here yeah. by next week. So hopefully by the next podcast we'll have... We um, need to design them with a big F on the side <laughs> of them. <laughs> FM. Or or like a little bird, like F-O-M. a little, yeah, little whatever. symbol of a hand giving you the bird. <laughs> Maybe you guys could start marketing those. Ooh. <laughs> In your daily lives. How many fucks do you hear while you're at work? Oh, click, click, click. I'm at 67. <laughs> wow, you got some... If you're pot- if potty you're, mouthed people. <laughs> if you're in South Central, it's more like, you know, I got 750. Whoa, whoa. Oh, you gotta get the deluxe. Hey, deluxe. Yeah, you get the one with like deluxe. seven digits. I don't think Quatana would appreciate that kind of racism. Oh, please. <laughs> do, we, do I need to reference the Harlem Nights episode? No, I think everyone's heard it. Fucking racist. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. How many fucks is that? A lot. <laughs> okay, so now that we're done with scene. the... Fuck a meter. We're gonna jump oh, into our. We need a fuck a meter theme song. We're gonna have to come up with How something. How many fucks is that? <laughs> I think we have to come up with a Carolinism theme song. Yeah, you're gonna Definitely. do one of those too. Definitely. Okay, so this week on this week on on Carolinisms, Doug heard one yet? I think it was last night. No, it was actually at at. Family dinner last Sunday. Okay. Um, she coined a new word. She was trying to say funny, and then she was trying to say f- hilarious, and it came out hilarious. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm not to steal her thunder at all, but I think I've heard that before, and, and I think it's people combining like fucking and hilarious. Oh, no, kind of like how they kind of like how they combine fucking and ugly. Like so they say, she was fucking ugly. Way to way to take your thunder, dude. Way to steal. But funny and hilarious right, works well, too. Hilarious. I guess we'll delete this portion of the <laughs> This part gets edited out, right? Yeah, just, we'll just we'll, I'll edit that whole part about the. Let's take away your thunder, bud. That's me, thunder stealer. Stealing <laughs> jokes and stealing thunder. <laughs> So. Jerry Brown, <laughs> so what do we got coming up next week? So, um, next week on Crimes Against Pop Culture, <laughs> we are starting a series for the first time on our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be starting the Rocky series. We're going to be starting the Rocky franchise. Jerry said that we should have make it a, a Rocky, a June Rocky month. That was but my suggestion. Somehow we're starting next week, which is still May. It so doesn't it doesn't really matter. Are you gonna be I'm a stickler saying. for details? Now? I'm just saying. Well, people. But yeah, so next week we'll start. We'll start. Uh, we're gonna start the Rocky series. Uh, so we'll start off with Rocky number one, which according to you the is the original. best. It is. It won the Academy Award. Duh. I've heard that. Winning. <laughs> Don't mess with the monkey blood. Okay, but like I mentioned last night. That sounds so old now. The the duh winning. Okay, so oh, let's yeah, say that was so March. Okay, so <laughs> now, <laughs> as as short a, a period of time as it has been, it's just well, it's you know done. what I thought was, it was so, so funny. I'm sorry, just you're talking about that killing of time thing. You know, Arnold this week comes out with this love child, and so Twitter's been a Twitter about <laughs> you know all this stuff, and so sure. Um. But so, 
you know, all these, everybody's making their jokes in the thing. And so in today's newspaper, in the editorial set, letters to the editor, somebody makes this basic joke that I'm like, oh, the letters to the editor for people without Twitter. It's just like, <laughs> she makes some Twitter joke. Like, this person's like, I can't wait for a week till this comes out so I can send it where everybody else in the world's like, 140 cents, <laughs> boom, instant. This, I, just, I just had the greatest thing picturing this old lady sitting at home. And then the governor. <laughs> now all I have to do is wait a week. Which is why newspapers are dying. Why, why do they still exist? I don't know. There's no reason for print media anymore. Because there are still bird cages out there that need lining. <laughs> it's just it's a waste of Because people paper. don't have iPads yet. Once... <laughs> or iPhones. Or Once they become smart issues. <laughs> Once they make it loud that you have to have it. Um, okay, so you but said. Well, I, th- I thought it was funny that last week when we watched True Lies, it was the Arnold Schwarzenegger first Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that we watched, and that day I think it was was the day that the news broke that he and Maria Shriver were splitting up, and we made no mention of that whatsoever on the podcast. We usually don't I go into current events. Funny. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm sorry. So you were going to say? Oh, no, you saying... know what was really funny. I'm sorry. Just about Arnold. You can cut this out. I hate you guys. All right, here we go. You, I'm just going to set this up here. Quiet. Three, two, one. So this, well, you can edit it right when you get to that. But I just want to tell you guys this part, all right, is that so Monday, the new Hollywood Babylon comes out. And if you don't listen to Hollywood Babylon, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so Hollywood Babylon comes out and they start talking uh, something about Arnold. So, or somebody, they ask Ralph to say something in his Arnold voice. Mm-hmm. And basically he starts talking in his Arnold voice and he says, yeah, I go have an affair, but use a rubber. Two days later, it comes out he's got a love child. Or it might even be later that day. So, I mean, he makes this joke on Saturday. It comes out Monday. And it just comes out. And I'm like, wow, that is crazy Freaky. Timing. Freaky. Yeah. Almost he's like he's got a sixth sense. And of now that's where it's over and you can cut it out. You know I'm going to keep this in, right? What? Why would I'm you? Not, I'm not taking it out. No, no. You said I got one edit. I never said that. Mulligan. What? I don't get an edit? Nope. <laughs> but... I don't want you, everyone to know that Paul Verhoeven was creepy and wanted to see my boobs. That is definitely staying in the podcast. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? No. At that point? Oh, that's a Doug Loves Movies reference? <laughs> because, because Elizabeth Shue, because Doug doesn't do any editing in his, in his podcast. That's so right. So Elizabeth Shue's talking and talking and talking, thinking he, she's going to get edits. And he's like, oh no, I don't edit. And he goes, she's like, what? <laughs> I, she just thought it was a live show. So this stuff's going on. She didn't realize it was getting recorded. And she's like, oh, no, you have to, you have to uh, edit this. So he ends and up... so he, he, he gave her, he's like, listen, you said three really crazy things. Which one do you want? I'll let you get rid of one. And so it was basically... It was the boobs one that I remember uh, now. <laughs> he bleeps it, huh? He keeps yeah. it in, but he bleeps it. He doesn't yeah. take it which, out. If you, but, which was funny because if you had listened to the podcast, you knew exactly what got bleeped. Where, like, other things she could have, like, saved face and not called somebody something, but that was the most, that was the craziest one to edit. So, so you guys another podcast, Doug Loves Movies. Doug Loves Movies. Okay, so first you have to listen to Crimes Against Pop Culture. Yes, well, they're, then, in, wait, wait, wait. In order for them to hear what you just said, they already are listening to Crimes Against okay. Pop Culture. So you've already listened to us. Continue, continue listening. Continue to listening to us. Then go out and start subscribing to uh, Hollywood Babylon, mm-hmm. and then subscribe to Doug Loves Movies. Movies, and make not movies. What is it? Chive.com? The yeah, Chive.com. Make Chive.com. The Chive.com uh, favorite on your internet. Okay, yes. so what I was going to say is irrelevant now because it's been too much time and we're not going to go back to that. So. Why not? Wait, wait, wait. Don't say it. 
it's too late. Oh. So now, contact us, please. Um, send us feedback. Let us know what you think of the show. I hate um, too long, business. too short. Are we not funny? Because you know we are. Um, movie suggestions, anything you might have, any movies out there you might have that you can suggest. Um, I have a list going. If it's on the list, I'll just tell you that you, you suck and you're <laughs> late to the party. Um, if it's not on the list, then I'll kind of discuss it with Jerry to see if you know we should put it on or not. And then we either will or we won't. If it's popular enough, we will. If it's something that you'd like that no one else, <laughs> no one else really saw, it, it's probably not going to get on the list. But um, the email address is cramsagainstpopculture at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook. We're at Crimes Against Pop Culture. And follow us on the Twitter, which is Crimes Against PC. And it's not a knock on PC, Jerry. God damn you. I wasn't going to say I know, but I just figured word. you were going to. And I put it in there. <laughs> it was a preemptive. <laughs> <on> pre- <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you guys for having me. I had fun. Uh, hey, I wanted to thank you for actually coming and joining us. And, and once again, thank out. you for all your help that you've. Yeah, well, we've got more. We've, we've got, got more planned. We've only we've only had. We only Ricky had, might not know it yet, but we've, we've got only, more planned. We've <laughs> only <laughs> just begun. That's fine by me. So that way we can start really taking advantage of your Facebook and Twitter and yeah, yeah. doing a little bit more. So yep. So if you if you're already listening to this, thank you very much. Let your friends know. Let your significant others know. Let your parents know. Um, not well, not parents. maybe not your parents because. This is kind of a, it is an explicit podcast, and it's on if you're if you're going through iTunes, it, it already says it on there, but mm-hmm. it does not say that on the website. So this is an explicit podcast. Um, I should find a way to kind of put that on there so that people know, because <laughs> this is not for your kids. No. So <laughs> forewarn the people, Ricky. Yes. Please. Hide your kids. Hide your hide kids. Hide your wife. Because they ripped me right up in my pants. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening, and then we'll we'll see you next week. Next week, Rocky. Yeah. Thank you very much. Good night. Stay moist. Mm-hmm.